Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is now that time. Time for the Image Show on 98.3 The Vibe. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. You're tuned in to The Image Show on 98.3 The Vibe. And with us this morning, we have a special guest in the studio. I am proud to pronounce, I am proud to announce, ladies and gentlemen, Peter Jock, former basketball player of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Go Hawks. <laughs> Peter, it's a pleasure to have you on the show with us this morning. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. And I want to say uh, thank you for coming on. I want to say, uh, first of all, there's so much that we have to be thankful for. Uh, right now, this morning, for everyone that's tuned in to the Image Show, uh, we have Peter Jock, former basketball player from the uh, for the Iowa Hawkeyes, and he is here this morning. Uh, Peter, let's just first of all kind of talk a little bit about uh, Peter Jock, who you are. Your basketball career, where you're going, where you've been, and whatnot. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, a lot of people already know my story, uh, where I came from, South Sudan. Came here as a refugee in uh, '03, and then didn't really know anything about basketball. Um, pretty much just came here for education. Me and my whole family. I got two two brothers and one sister, and then my mom. Uh, we've been here and staying in Des Moines since '03. Uh, started started playing basketball by sixth grade. Uh, my guardian. Mike, Mike Nixon, who's yeah, who's my guardian now, uh, got me into basketball, and I was never really a basketball player. Funny story is, I got into playing basketball because of McDonald's. Um, to make it quick, <laughs> to make it quick, uh, he used to, um, he used to take me to practice, and um, I told my mom I didn't like practice, but he would take us to McDonald's after practices. So I just kept going back from McDonald's, and then one, I remember this conversation. You know, he sat down with me and pretty much told me that I can get to a. I can be a really good basketball player. I can get a, a free education in college and also uh, get a chance to earn money in the next level, which is NBA or overseas, and provide for my family. And ever since then, you know, he said he, I didn't have to, I didn't have, my mom didn't have to pay money for me if I really took the basketball series. So by sixth, seventh grade, that's when I started taking basketball series. Um, eighth grade, that's when I got my first offer uh, from Marquette. And then I had like, I had about eight. Eighth grade, wow. Yeah, so I mean, eighth grade, that's when uh, um, I mean, uh, I don't really follow the recruiting stuff, but they had me number one play in the country, and um, I had had a lot of offers, a lot of um, interest from uh, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, all of those teams, and um, that's when I really, really knew my uh, my dream could come through, come true, and um, I was all about basketball and. Go ahead. Now, now, you're saying that you got these offers in the eighth grade? Yeah. Kentucky, grade. North Carolina, all these different top No, I had um, – my first offer was Marquette and then Illinois. And then um, I had I had about eight or nine offers eighth grade. Ninth grade, that's when I had like Kansas and all those, yeah. And you went to Valley High School, is that correct? I went to Roosevelt first and then I went to Valley. Okay. Yeah. What year uh, did you leave from Roosevelt or transfer from Roosevelt to Valley? Yeah, so it's a funny story. In my ninth grade year, I hurt my knee, and I tore my patella tendon. And uh, after the season, I went to an NBA camp. I mean, not NBA, a Nike camp, and I hurt my knee, tore my patella tendon. So um, a lot of schools backed off, and uh, they stopped recruiting me. They said they want me to be 100% before they start recruiting me again. And, you know, I went, and we was talking about God. I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer in everything I've been for a reason. So Amen. Yeah, so when I when I was going through that dark stage, you know, my pet, my family, and then um, I also got closer to God, and it just opened a lot of eyes to me. And I felt about my sophomore year, I felt like going to Valley was a better um, 
better position for me for my future and uh, for education and my and athletics. So I mean, I transferred to Valley in my sophomore year and and in sophomore year and spent the last two years at Valley. So. Boy, this is great. I see we're getting into a good story, and I like the way you just jumped right in it. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who have just tuned in, uh, this is Peter Jock, former basketball player from the Iowa Hawkeyes. He's with us this morning on the Image Show. And so, Peter, tell us now, uh, when you went to Valley, did you think that you were going to ultimately sign with the Iowa Hawkeyes? Uh, no. Uh, it's funny. Uh, I didn't really, my junior year, my recruiting wasn't as, as good. It was still a little shaky. And then my senior year, uh, before my senior year, I mean, Iowa offered me. I had, it was between like Iowa, Wisconsin, and, and a few other schools. But, you know, my family is all by loyalty. And um, throughout my whole time when I was getting, when I was, before I got hurt, Iowa was recruiting me. And then when during when I got hurt and I uh, got the surgery, you know, a, a good friend of my guardian named uh, Kirk Sprawl, uh, stay stay with me the whole time. You know, kept talking to me. He he believed in me. He said you're gonna come back 100. percent We the team believed in me. He said Coach McCaffrey McCaffrey. And um, I mean, I just decided. You know how they treat. How my brother always told me how they treat you. How they recruit you is how they're gonna treat you. So I felt like I felt like with their loyalty. If I decided to go to Iowa, uh, they're gonna uh, treat me pre- pretty well. And uh, so I decided to commit to Iowa uh, before my senior year, so I can just focus in school and basketball. Boy, this is great. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got Peter Jock with us uh, from the Iowa Hawkeyes. We're going to go to a quick commercial. We'll be back after these messages. And we're back on the Image Show, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Peter Jock with us, a former basketball player for the from the Iowa Hawkeyes. And so we're getting into a lot of great stuff. We're learning a little bit about Peter's history. Uh, and so, Peter, I want to kind of switch directions right now and talk a little bit about when you were in you were a freshman yes sir with the Hawkeyes and I specifically remember reading an article or a story about you on a moped getting pulled over and you you were suspended or something for a game uh, for, for it was some real petty stuff but mm. you had to pay a real stiff penalty for it yeah uh, yeah I mean you know uh, I was my freshman year. I was young and dumb, you know, a lot of distraction in in a in a college town. I make a I made a mistake, obviously, you know, but I was um, I'm actually I was glad it happened because it changed it changed the person who I was, like how how I viewed uh, the reason why I was in college, like why I came to college, and it wasn't for party or anything like that. So that really changed my life around. Um, obviously, obviously, it was a big a big mistake, obviously, but it was also a tough um, what's the name? It's also a, a tough experience. A tough experience. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it learned, yeah, it was a great. It was a learning experience, and you know, like I said, it was uh, for for later on. You know, um, just looking back at it, it, it was stupid, obviously. But what, I'm not, so what happened exactly? Uh, you know, we went out. To, um, <laughs> our team went out for a little. Uh, I think one one of our teammates' birthday. And uh, we was drinking. Sh- I drank champagne. We all drinking champagne, and I decided to go back home, and um, got pulled over. I don't know why. On a moped. On a moped. I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even know you need a license to ride a moped. But anyways, um, it was one of my friends' moped who's on the football team, and he needed it for the morning to go to play the game. So okay. yeah, so that's why I was taking it back to to the dorms, okay. and then I obviously got pulled over. Um, I should have just scooted. I mean, I should have just pushed it anyway. But you know, <laughs> get a little champagne on me, but. Um, um, so that's pretty much what happened. Uh, great well, learning experience. you're a experience. college kid. I mean, you know, you're a basketball player, you're a college kid, your freshman year, you're drinking champagne, you get pulled over on a moped. Mm-hmm. 
you know, that, that's pretty petty, yeah. uh, you know, in the eyes of uh, most citizens. So now you paid a tough consequence for this. Yes, sir. What exactly was the consequence? Um, you know, I, I think I, I mean, I got a. I was suspended from the team for a little bit, and then um, I also had to spend four four days in jail. It was either spend four days in jail or or lose my my license. So I mean, I decided to spend four days in jail. And, oh, uh, so you went to jail? Huh? Yeah, four okay. days. Yeah. Well, no wonder you're on the Image Show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was uh, yeah, it was just, it was a bad experience, but also I mean, it was good for my life and uh, changed my life around. Uh, Start looking at stuff differently and became a man. So. That's good. And, you know, you know the history uh, of the Image Show, uh, how it originated. You know about Bobby Pate, me, the president founder, and a little bit about my history. So I spent 11 consecutive years in prison for nonviolent drug convictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, the time that I spent was life changing. And uh, I was able to discover self-identity and able to get out and now be a part of of the solution mm-hmm. rather than the problem. And so, uh, you know, it's really a pleasure to have you here. And even when you talk about uh, some of the mistakes that you've made, uh, which landed you in jail, mm-hmm. and ultimately uh, you were able to really bounce back from that because mm-hmm. I know that after your freshman year, uh, you pretty much took off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I say, um, it was a tough a tough lesson to learn, but, you know, I'm glad it happened and I'm uh, glad it, I learned that lesson. But, you know, like I say with God, man, um, I just I just believe everything happened for a reason. And like you said, it was a petty it was petty what happened. But obviously, you know, God wanted to teach me a lesson and um, I took that lesson, learned from it, moved on. And then after that, you know, my my basketball career turned around and then also did better in school. So everything been, everything been good. So I mean, since then. So. Amen. And now you're from South Sudan, correct? Yes, sir. What was life like growing up in South <clears throat> Sudan? Um, you know, I didn't really grow up in South Sudan. Um, I left when I was really little. Uh, my daddy died when I was really young in the war. So uh, we left, went to Uganda. So I don't really remember a lot about South Sudan. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. And I do remember hearing something about that. So what kind of family support, biological family support, do you have here uh, in Iowa or the United States for that matter? Uh, so we have, my family is huge, man. We have a big family. I have family in pretty much every country in the, in the world, pretty much. Um, but in in America, you know, my aunts are here. My grandma lives in Des Moines. Uh, you know, my mom was stay, stays here with us when she's not working back home with the government. And then uh, my my older brother just joined the army, so he got he got deployed a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago. So, but I mean, you know, Mike Nixon, he's, uh, he's my, he's, I look at him like a father figure. He's my guardian, but I look at him as fa- father figure and he been, he made me the man I am today and I learned a lot from him. So, I mean, the sport is top notch, <clears throat> top notch in Iowa and um, I couldn't ask for more. And let's talk a little bit about your career at Iowa. Now, moving into <clears throat> your senior year, you were actually able to lead the Big Ten in uh, some statistics. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I mean, uh, after my junior year, um, I was a, I was a team captain of uh, my senior year, obviously because I was only senior. Man, um, 
and coach relied on me to do a lot of stuff, score, you know, all, lead the team, be a, a leader on the team. And um, I led the team, I mean, let the, not the country, let the Big Ten in scoring, uh, free throws. Um, I can't remember all the other stuff, but um, we came short, we came short of the NCAA tournament, but, you know, there's a lot of, we had a really young team. I think it was four, four freshmen starting with me and, um, um, it was good experience for them because I mean last year as you can see uh, they were playing really great um, they just kept getting better and better so yeah that's beautiful tell us a little bit about the experience of playing division one basketball now you were recruited by a lot of different schools mm-hmm. were you glad that you selected the Iowa Hawkeyes oh yeah for sure I mean uh, going to Iowa was probably the best decision I ever made in my life uh, mainly because um, when I talked to a lot of players or a lot of my friends that went to different colleges or far away from their home um, they don't really feel comfortable and I felt like when you play somewhere comfortable you play better so I mean going to Iowa just having the family close to, my, uh, to me they can come and watch me whenever I wanted to I mean whenever I played and then uh, just having the support system growing being a kid from Iowa growing I mean growing up in Iowa I mean I I've always had support from everybody. So, and um, just having the support I had going to Iowa and had a great four years there. And uh, it was, pro- yeah, definitely the best decision I made. Yeah. Yeah. And so now you are currently working out uh, all summer long <clears throat> and preparing to go overseas. Is yeah. that correct? Yes, sir. And what country are you going to? Uh, France. France. Okay. Yes, um, do you know what level that is? Ah, uh, yeah, it's a top top league in France. Okay. Mm-hmm. And last year, you well, we'll just take us back a little bit um, after graduating from Iowa, and you did graduate, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. After graduating, getting your degree, your senior year, tell us a little bit about the draft, uh, and then uh, the G League, as they call it now, mm-hmm. and your experiences over the last couple of years. Yeah, so I mean, obviously after uh, after my senior year, uh, when I left Iowa, um, did some work, did workout, pre-draft workouts for team, uh, had really good workouts, and um, I, I thought I was gonna, I thought I was gonna get drafted cause from the workouts that I had in the season that I had at Iowa my my senior year, uh, but it didn't go that way. It went undrafted. Went to New Orleans, played play for the Pelicans in the summer league. And then um, after that, got picked up with the Phoenix for training camp. Was playing really well. Thought I was going to get signed there, but then I got hurt. I hurt my adductor, so they sent me down to the G League team. And then uh, it took me about two to three months before I was back. And then by that time, you know, I never really got opportunity to play a lot. And then, uh, so I came back last year with the Suns again, and I uh, had really good, had a good, I felt like I had a good year. Uh, I shot 41 from three, uh, was second in steals on the team, uh, but, you know, didn't get a call up, so just kept working, and then um, this summer I played with Orlando, the London Magic in the summer league. Uh, things didn't go the way they, they were supposed to, or I thought they were going to go, but... Uh, like I told you earlier, man, like I'm just a, a big believer in God. And, then, you know, I mean, everything, things might not be going your way or how you want it. But, you know, I mean, God got a plan for everybody. Everybody got a different path and different stories. So I feel like my past was to go to overseas. Amen. And then whatever happens, there happens. You know, Peter, man, it is so inspiring to hear you uh, talk about how you put your trust in God and you believe that everything happens for a reason according to his will. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is ultimately really what the image program uh, 
was founded on was was the biblical principles. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, to hear you actually speak like that and to know that, you know, that's where you come from. That's that's really, really important. And uh, I'm very happy, you know, just to hear that. So uh, I encourage you also this year as you move on throughout uh, your season to remember to always keep him in the front line and Mm -hmm. he'll take you uh, as far as you want to go, as far as your heart desires. Yes, sir. We're going to go to a quick commercial. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got Peter Jock with us from the Iowa Hawkeyes. We'll be back after these messages. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, on The Image Show. You're tuned in. You're locked and loaded into Image Nation. We've got Peter Jock with us, former basketball player from the Iowa Hawkeyes. And Peter is in here telling us a lot about uh, his basketball career, his history, where he's been, where he's going. Now, Peter, I want to talk a little bit about your heritage and some of the different ways that you give back, the way that your family gives back. I understand that you and your brother is pretty close. How, how many brothers do you have? I have two two brothers and one sister. Okay. And I know that you're, you're, you're very close with your family. Mm-hmm. I know that they're very supportive of you. Tell us a little bit about what's going on and, and some different things that you guys are doing back in your country. Uh, so, I mean, a lot of people probably already know about my brother and his uh, foundation. He has a foundation named after my dad who died. And uh, it's pretty much... It's pretty much to uh, it's do jock uh, youth foundation, and it's to take uh, sports equipment and then like books or or anything that helps take him back home, South Sudan and Uganda and Africa. But then he he got a, he has a he has a foundation in in uh, Uganda and uh, also in South Sudan, and it's pretty much just to help kids who are in need of those stuff. And then uh, my mom is also trying to build a school in uh, in South Sudan too, trying to because uh, like we we're a big believer. I talk to my brother a lot and my mom, and we're big believers if the education is the key. And if we educate the the, uh, the kids in South Sudan, uh, the the country is going to be better. It's not in a great shape right now, and uh, everybody is trying to do a lot to help help the South Sudan be a better country. And so we're just trying to do whatever we can to help. And as soon as soon as we, um, I mean, as soon as I start making more money, you know, I'm obviously gonna go back there and trying to help help with the school. And also try to build a library and trying to educate the key, educate the kids, the kids, because the more they know, the better, the better the country is gonna be. So uh, those are the main stuff we're doing right now and uh, planning on doing. So that's good. That, that sounds like you've got, uh, you know, a, a plate loaded, mm-hmm. and it sounds like you've got a lot of understanding and you know what you want to do. So uh, if people out there want to get involved with your foundation, is uh, there a website? Is there a number? Is there any anything that uh, people can do co- to connect to you and what you're doing? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, my brother has a foundation. If you go to go online, it's a uh, Dude Jock Youth Foundation and uh, you can find a lot of way to help, a lot of ways to help in the, on, on, the, on the website. So, yeah. Okay. Well, good. Uh, and you said that, that website information again was what? Could, could you tell it again to us? Yeah, Dude, D-U-T, and then J-O-K, Youth Foundation. Okay. Yeah. All right, great. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, uh, we've got Peter Jock in the studio with us this morning, former basketball player for the Iowa Hawkeyes. And uh, Peter actually has played uh, not only with the Hawkeyes, but he's had professional experience. Uh, he is now on his way to France, mm-hmm. and he will be playing in the top division in France. And Peter, uh, now your goals and hopes of playing in the NBA, uh, do you feel that that is still a reality? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I mean, today NBA is all about shooting, 
And obviously, like I shot, I shot forty one percent from three last year. I'm known as a shooter. Uh, my defense got way better. So I mean, it's just all about timing. And like I kept saying, it's all about uh, everybody got a different path. So, and uh, I believe I'm an NBA player. I mean, uh, in the summer, I play with a lot of NBA guys, and I believe I compete with the, I can compete with them. So I mean, it's just all about, it's all about timing and being in the right situation. So if going to France is my path to get to the NBA, then it is what it's going to be. But if saying overseas my if my path, then I'm just I'm just gonna go with the flow, and then uh, whatever happens this year happens. But it's all in God's hand, and um, He got the He already got my story. So I'm just living day by day. You know, what I mean, just doing my control what I can control. I can't control anything else. So yeah, Amen. And I, and I'll tell you, you know, when I used to sit back and watch you play, mm-hmm. uh, I was in, of course, prison at that time, and I was in my cell, and. I would I would always have to tune in to the Iowa Hawkeyes anytime they were playing. Yes, sir. Uh, that was one of the stations that we got, and so I would see you and I was rooting for you. I was one of your biggest fans, and it, every time I seen you shoot that rock and make it, I knew by the time you became a senior that you were going to be special. Mm-hmm. And then there became talks about you going to the NBA, and I knew that in order and, and this is from an experienced basketball player myself, I knew that in order to make it, you were going to have to go to the hole. You're going to have to to go to the cup strong. Mm -hmm. I seen that that was probably one of your weaker points. Mm -hmm. And so I wish that I had that time back then to be able to be in front of your face now when you were still playing and say, Peter, man, work on going to the hole. You got it all. You got it all down. Mm -hmm. You know, drive to the basket and finish. Mm-hmm. You do that, and you're legendary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because uh, before I hurt my knee, because uh, I, I I was always a driver. I was a driver first. Um, I didn't know how to shoot when I first started playing basketball. So and then once I started learning how to shoot. When I was younger, I was a scorer, not just a shooter, and I was going all different ways. And then when I got to college, they told me what I needed to do in the NBA. Because a lot, of what, what, a lot, what a lot of people don't understand is in the NBA, when you uh, when you get on the team, they already have the superstar who scores. So you have to be a pro and you have to be a great at, at your role. And you know, obviously, what I bring to the table is shooting. So I mean, I can obviously drive, but at the NBA, they're not gonna want me to drive. They just want me to shoot three and play defense, which is called three and D nowadays. So I mean, that's my main. I'm obviously my. Then the summer got to work on getting better and finishing and all that and that's what I've been working on but you also got to perfect your role and perfect shooting so that's it's all yeah I'll, I'll get there but you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean you got you got you got to earn their trust first when you get to their to team so that's yeah. right and and actually you know how to go to the hole and finish I mean mm-hmm. you know how to drive to the basket and yep. finish it's just when you get to the NBA you know, the first thing that they're looking at mm-hmm. from a player who maybe doesn't have the most muscularist built, they want to know, can they finish and can they drive to the basket? And I don't know if coaches were telling you that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if you were actually uh, aware and had the knowledge of what these NBA scouts were looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, my, after my junior year, I went to a, a Nike camp where uh, we got to talk to 
NBA scouts and got to um, a lot of people who played in the NBA. So, I mean, uh, I got to talk to them, and that's what they pretty much told me. It's, they just say perfect your role because every team got superstars, and and uh, they're not going to want you to score. It's way if you're a shooter, if you're a defender, if you're a, a block, a, a big man that blocks shots and rebounds, they just say perfect your role. And in the summer, once you get to the team and they earn your trust, and then now you can do more than – what you can, what you're great at, you know what I mean. So, um, like I said, like in the summer, I work on everything, and then, but at the end of the day, I know what's gonna make me money is shooting, and so I, I perfect that. I'm, go, I'm gonna keep, uh, gonna keep perfecting it, and uh, once I get on the team, I earn this trust, and then now I can do more. Know what I mean, that's right. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to the Image Show on 98.3 The Vibe, and we've got Peter Jock with us, former basketball player for the Iowa Hawkeyes, and we're just in here having a ball with Peter. Peter's a real nice gentleman, uh, young man, very well-mannered. And uh, where do you get the, 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 the well-manners and, and all that? That must come from your, your parents and the, and the raising. Yeah, just how I was raised and the family around me. And uh, my mom, you know what I mean? She's in the government and she raised as well, all of us. And then uh, also Mike Nixon, uh, being around him, uh, he's like a father figure to me. So, I mean, we just, I mean, you just gotta be, gotta respond. I mean, respect everybody. You never know who, who's who. You know what I mean? Uh, respect you. Respect others. How that you want to be respected, and uh, always stay humble, um, no matter what. So I mean, that's just that's just how I was raised, and just be nice to everybody. And um, being nice to everybody takes you a long way, man. Especially especially nowadays. Um, when I'm just nice, like I'll go to Chipotle and just say hi to everybody, and they give me a free bowl. You know what I mean? So I go to yeah, like I just go to places just being nice, and they just just hook you up or look out for you. Well, so, you are a nice person. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. I'm not faking it, obviously, but that's just the person I am. Right. Yeah. So uh, obviously, you uh, played in the Big Ten. Uh, you know what it's like to play on the big stage. What was life like coming out of Valley High School in Iowa mm-hmm. and then playing in the Big Ten Conference? Uh, because even your freshman year, I think you still got a lot of minutes. Ah, uh, no, I didn't. You didn't? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. What was it, your sophomore year? Yeah. Okay. Um, what was it like playing at Carver Hawkeye Arena, traveling, flying to the games, you know, staying in nice hotels and the attention? Was it did it ever get overwhelming? Um, not really. Um it was great. Um I mean Iowa Iowa got some of the I mean, University of Iowa just Iowa overall just got some of the best fans in the country. Or in yeah, in the country. So um playing at Carver every night, um it, it, when it gets packed, it's probably one of the best best venues in the in the nation. And um even other opponents tell used to tell us that. And um it never really got overwhelming. Like I'm a people's person, so when you when they see me in the street and it wants autograph or pictures or or um say go hawks, you know what I mean? Um I'm just a I'm a people's person. I like that. Um so it never it was a great experience. Um everything was top notch, flying, hotels, food. Um it was great. So I mean, um obviously it's it's a, like I said earlier, the best decision I made in my life and um got fans that always root even right now when I'm in Phoenix, we have a lot of fans Iowa fans out there and they always showing love and no matter Iowa fans all over the world. So wherever I go there's always an Iowa fan and so it's great. Man, what did you major in in college? Uh sports management. Sports so what do you plan to do after your basketball career? Uh, when I'm done with basketball, you know, I want to come back here and uh, start a real estate, uh, real estate with business. Uh, my, my guardian now, 
Mike Nixon, uh, he's a, he's in real estate, and uh, I've been watching him a little. I watching him a lot, uh, how he does it. And he's a great businessman, and um, you know, real estate is making a lot of money. So that's that's my main goal after whenever I'm done playing basketball. And there's no better way, no better place to do it than here where I grew up. You know what I mean? And know a lot of people, a lot of connects. So yeah, great. Now for people that want to stay in contact with your success or follow you. Mm-hmm. as you go to France uh, this season, how will they be able to do that? Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, um, I just talked to uh, one of my guys uh, from here and um, a, fam- a close family friend, and he's going to be he's going to be um, he's going to be uh, handling my uh, my Facebook, not my original Facebook, but I'm going to have a Facebook where friends can follow me and uh, I'm going to keep him updated. He's going to post videos on there. Um, maybe every once in a while, like I'll, I'll write the experience, uh, a blog about experience that I'm having out there because I'm out there for, I think, eight months. So um, it's going to be it, search Peter Jock and then it'll show is a fan page. And then um, so that's where that's where people are going to keep up with me. Oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. Peter Jock with us, ladies and gentlemen, on the image show. We're going to go to a quick commercial. We'll be back after these messages. And we're back on the image show. We're tuned in to Peter Jock, former basketball player for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Now, Peter, we've talked a lot about uh, your history, uh, basketball. I want to just kind of go into your mind a little bit right now. And first of all, what is life like right now? Waking up every day uh, for Peter Jock. What do you do? I, I, I mean, yeah. take me through the motions. Oh, man, life is great. Every day you wake up is a blessed to be up, man. So um, I've been back after summer league. You know, I took two weeks off trying to get my body recovery. And then. Uh, so so, so let's, let's just back up. You've been back two weeks. Now, that's from the Orlando Magic uh, summer league. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, after that summer league, I took two weeks off. And then uh, last two weeks, you know, I've just been uh, I've been working with the uh, engineering performance out in Ankeny mm-hmm. uh, with, with the weights. And then. Um, Weights and uh, what's the name? Weights and also recovery stuff. Okay. Um, you, you, work, you work out at Kingdom Hoops too. Yeah, correct? basketball workout with Kingdom Hoops, and then I also work out with one of my guys out here. Uh, his name is Ryan Smith. He used to work with Vertigo, and he's starting a business out here um, by grinds. And okay. uh, yes, yeah, so I've been working out with him too. And uh, Kingdom Hoops, Julian, Coach Julian used to be uh, my old AAU coach, so I've been working out with him at Kingdom, and then uh, just trying to just trying to get ready for friends. And um, now, do you know? Uh, Larry Mason and Troy Cavill. Yep. With okay. Yep. All right. Yes, yeah, so I know Larry. I know Larry. I used to play with his son, um, uh, Tyus. Tyus. Okay. Back back in the days. Right. Yeah. And that's USA. Uh, what, what's the name of their uh, sports complex? Um, it's uh, Iowa Elite. Iowa Elite. That's yeah. Right. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. yeah. They're they're both good buddies of mine, and I'm I'm glad to see that they're working with the kids and mm-hmm. athletes and have a, a basketball. You know, program going on. Yes, sir. Uh, do you ever plan to get into anything like that? When I'm when I'm done. Yes. Um. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I can be a great coach. You know, what I mean, um, I'll be a great players coach. And then also sometimes uh, when I'm off and don't have anything, because I have a lot of uh, downtown a uh, downtime. So sometimes I like to. I don't know if you know a kid named Omaha. Uh, he goes. Uh, he's the best player in the state right now. Oh. He goes to Dowling. No, I don't. Yeah. So I, I mean, I try to. His uh, name is what? Omaha. Omaha. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. What's his, that? What's his first name? Omaha. What's his last name? Bur- uh, Burlu. 
Omaha Burlow. Is yeah. he from South Sudan? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll have to check him out. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's the next man. He's the next big thing for sure. So uh, okay. But yeah, trying to give him some knowledge and then work him out sometimes. Um, and then any kids that really want when I go to gym and I see kids they just shooting around. Like I try to put them in a workout. It's trying to teach him some things because uh, when I have downtime and then also trying to spend a lot of time with my friends and family before I leave because I'm gonna be gone for a while. So that's pretty much what I've been doing the whole time. Now you're going to France. How long is the season over there? It's long. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't get back until uh, late May or early June, depends if we make playoffs. Oh wow! Yeah. And last year, at this time, you were playing with the Phoenix Sun G League team, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how did that go? Um, last year it went great. Uh, you know, the head coach we had we had a new head coach, and uh, he was he was a guy I got close to. When I got to Phoenix, when he goes, he was first year he was with Phoenix, the team, and then um, got close with him. So he became my coach last year. Uh, he's really know a lot about game of basketball, and he put me in a position where I can be successful. And um, after I, th- I felt like I had a good year, uh, not the year, not a great year, but a good, but good year for me. So um, like I said, shot forty one from three, second steals on the team, and um, we just watched a lot of film. So it went pretty good. Um, Obviously, I was I was I was hoping for a call up a call up, but things didn't work out. So, but we just kept working. Now, did you still have options to go back to the G League this year if you wanted to? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I had doubt. I can go back to G League if I wanted to, but um, you know, like I kept I told you earlier, but I got a different path and. Uh, it, 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 we we getting, we're not getting younger, so uh, right. it's, it's about time. Especially me, I'm 45 <laughs> years old. How old are you? 25. 25. Okay, so wow, I got 20 years on you. Yeah, My yeah. Hey, age is a number, though. You know what I mean? If you're living, <laughs> hey, that's you right. Got to live. So Amen. yeah. So I mean, just going over there, making more money than I would in G League, and then also um, we experience probably be making that. like. Three times as much more money, right? Yeah, definitely a lot more. So, yeah, <laughs> okay. then, we don't we don't need to say how much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and then also go to Europe. You know, what I mean, get my foot my foot in there instead. In 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 case I have to go back. So, um, and uh, trying to learn out there, get a life experience. I mean, experience a, a different world. Right. Yeah, yeah. While I'm young, that's great, man. I, I'm excited for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is great opportunity. Uh, you know, you're a great kid. Uh, you had a good great career mm-hmm. uh, and so you know this is what life's about right and, and, and watching the the second and third generations uh, come and giving back and, and so uh, yeah I'm, I'm definitely going to stay uh, in touch with you and, and your success and you know try to figure out uh, if there's any time uh, that you when you come back mm-hmm. uh, to Iowa, we definitely uh, want to get you back in here and, and, and talk with you and, and continue to keep up with your success. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll let you know. So I appreciate everything, Peter. And is there anything else that you want to say out to the uh, – now, let me, let me say this. So we get a lot of people from the county jails. Mm-hmm who tune in uh, from the Polk County Jail, Mitchellville Women's uh, Correctional Facility in Mitchellville. And so for those who are locked up, we always like to give back. We like to, to give a, a word of encouragement mm-hmm. out to them from the people on our show. What would you say to inspire those who are incarcerated, who are uh, facing a lot of time, who are uh, maybe uh, looking at uh, a lot of years away from their family, who are 
relying on appeals, uh, who, are, who are just going through the whole battlefield of suffering right now. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I would just say just have faith. Um, you know, I mean, I've never been in that situation, but if you just have faith and leave it, leave it all to God and um, pray, control what you can control. Because, you know, what I mean, you can't control what you can't control. So if you just control, what you can control and leave it all in God's hands. Just pray every day. Um, hopefully things work out. But if not, you know, everything is God's. Everything happens for a reason. So um, I hope everything, I hope everybody hope everybody have a blessed day and uh, a blessed time in there. So. Amen. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks a lot, Peter, for coming in, ladies and gentlemen. You're tuned in to the Image Show. It's about that time. It seems like time got, goes by so fast when you're having fun. Right. Exactly. They go by quick. Yeah. This yeah. is the whole show here we had <laughs> uh, with you, and so uh, I thank you once again. Coming up next, we'll speak with D. Dejure, the co-founder of the Back to School Bash, major event taking place this afternoon at the John R. Grubb YMCA. And we're back on the Image Show, ladies and gentlemen, and we've got Deidre Dejure with us, the co-founder of the Back to School Bash, major event jumping off this afternoon at the John R. Grubb Y YMCA. Deidre, it's a pleasure to have you in the house with us this morning. It is a pleasure to be here. We're super excited about this event tonight. And thanks for finding the time to actually come in this morning. I know that you're very busy. So tell us uh, all about this Back to School Bash. Uh, how did you get involved with this? And tell us about the event that's going to take place today. Sure. So I was a student at Drake University along with a colleague of mine, Shekinah Young. And in 2005, we were just kind of roaming throughout four Park and thought we should do something to bridge the gap between Drake and the community. And so we came up with this event and the community has really rallied around it over time. You know, you've got former Drake students, Drake alums that sit on the board. You've got community members that sit on the board and you've got folks that sit on the board that were just, you know, born and bred in Des Moines. And so this is something that we're really, really proud of. But more so than anything, this is an opportunity for, you know, the community to just convene together and love on our babies and get them ready and prep for school. And how many years have you done this? So we've been doing it since 2005. So what's that? Like 14-ish years? Wow. Yeah. And you know, that's amazing. Uh, I was actually there last year and this event, I mean, it's, this, this was an amazing event. So I know that there's going to be uh, like free haircuts, a talent show. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are some of the uh, different activities that will be going so on? So let me, let me get clear. The, the most important component of this is the school supply giveaway. That okay. is the priority. Okay. The school supply giveaway will be having uh, bags for over a thousand students this afternoon and uh, that's the most important part. So after people get through the school supply drive and get their free school supplies, then they get to take part in a community fair where they can learn the resources that exist throughout the community um, both parents and students and have fun with that. Um, and then there's other components. You know, you mentioned the talent show. Uh, your boy Tyreek is one of our judges from 98.3 okay. to Tyreke, 5. We're super right. excited about Tyreek. We also have Shireen Callister, who was on the 14th season of The Voice, who's a judge for that. Bo James with Hip Hope is also a judge. Bo and we, we've got DJ T-Max, who's, you know, running the show for us up there, along with Rob Johnson. And so that is a talent showcase. It's Des Moines Got Talent. And the number one, the first place prize winner gets 
it's a $500 shopping spree at a mall. So wow. hopefully they can get some really nice clothes for uh, the school year clothes that they, you know, pick out um, and, and take home on their own. So that's that. And I think that's going to be a whole lot of fun. We want people to get there early so they can sign up for that. But we're really geeked about those judges. That's great. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who have just tuned in, we have Deidre DeGere with us this morning. And she is the co-founder of the Back to School Bash. We want you guys all to come out, enjoy this event. It's free, isn't it? It's free. It is free. Free and open. Everything out there is free, including the food. I mean, we'll have our own committee members that'll have hamburgers and hot dogs and chips for people. But then we also have Sir William from Sir's Kitchen, who will be there as well to give out free food. And we're excited to have him there. Um, but everything is just for the community and to add value. I mean, there's no need to come with any money in your pocket because this is an opportunity for us to just be together. Wow, this is amazing. And I know that this is is very exciting. You know, we often talk about excitement in Des Moines. Well, I think this event describes excitement. It dis- it uh, defines uh, giving back. I mean, like you said, there'll be school supplies, book bags that'll be given away absolutely free at no cost. Is that correct? Correct. And, you know, we're not skimpy on the school supplies. We want to make sure that we're giving folks the things that are on their list, the things that are needed. Um, and so we try to stuff those bags as best we can to get in those, um, those school supplies. And then, you know, everybody wants uh, a a nice look on the first day of school. And so we have barbers and stylists who will be there as well, just to name a few of the stylists that are there and the barbers that are there. Platinum Cuts, we really appreciate them. They've been helpful to us since the very, very beginning. We've got Clippernomics, Paparazzi with Tina Turner, who helps us organize this. Uh, Transition Style, Supreme Cuts, Empire, Arius. I mean, there's so many of them that are, are just taking out their time. I mean, Sunday's the Barber's Day Off. Sunday's a stylist day off. But they're saying, no, we're going to commit to this community for three hours and give freestyles and haircuts to folks. And it means so much to our students and it means so much to us that they're doing it. That's great. For those of you listening, I encourage you to get out there to the John R. Grubb YMCA and take part in this major event. Uh, Deidre, tell us, how hard was this to prepare? I mean, there's so much going on. It seems like it took a lot of preparation. Mm-hmm. We planned for a whole year, but like I said, the community really rallies around this. You know, we've got our folks that that come on board and they say this is going to be our part. And then, I mean, I didn't even talk about our, our sports jamboree. We've got soccer, we've got basketball, we've got football, and those things have prizes as well. And each community member figures out, okay, this is my thing. I want to help with that. I want to add value to that. And it all comes together at the end. That is beautiful. And what more than to have a co-founder other than the fabulous Deidre Desir. <laughs> I do not do it alone. I do not do it alone. But I just want ma- to make sure that people know about this and they come out um, and and take in everything they possibly can. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's great. And it's also a pleasure to have you here in the studio this morning, Deidre. I mean, every time I, I, I see your face and I, I hear your events, I, I just think about that uh, Secretary of State and the history <laughs> of the run that you made. I You're mean, so kind. You're 
You're so kind. So well, you know, now's the next chapter, and um, you know, this is a part of my life as far as the back to school bash goes, and um, it's something that I I think is so important to our community. And uh, you know, if we didn't do it, I feel like we'd be letting our people down. So we're going to make this thing happen. Excellent. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Get out there. I'll be out there. The Image program will be out there. And I encourage all of Image Nation to take part in this event. All right, Image Nation. How y'all doing? (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, from the Image Show, it's Deidre DeGere and Robert Pate. Have a nice week.